1: Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Hey, we are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans. We are the Fanatical Elves Network. Welcome, Village Elliot. Welcome, Steve Gill, to a Thursday night edition of our show. We're just excited to be here again. We have so much to talk about. As Browns fans, it seems like every week we have something to talk about. How are the two of you doing? Steve, how are you doing up there? I'm doing great down
2: here. <laughs> down there. Yes. You're farther north than I am. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, been a little bit of a shocking week. Uh, I, I still can't believe that Snoop Dogg is going to give up the smoke. It's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much uh village elliot on his
2: i know today i know you know he talked to his family and he's gonna give up the smoke that's great what's happening to society
1: well there's a lot um the oracle speaks has become a daily show check him out uh by the way before we get to the oracle speaks steve gill has a great show on mondays he brings to you dog pound south um he's got his own blog. He's got his own show Mondays. He's going to do the pregame show coming up here against those squealers uh, Sunday morning. So, um, so uh, village Elliot, thanks again. You're, you're uh, you're gaining quite the following with the Oracle speaks. Love your uh, more. I love driving to work, uh, listening to you uh, on my 20 minute drive to uh, licking Heights. So uh, thank you for keeping me entertained and giving me uh valuable information um how's Martin, really welcome
0: I... oh you can just call me elliot i think we know each other well enough that we should be on a first name basis by now
2: or mr oracle you know you can mr do oracle that. is
0: okay mr. oracle I,
2: I like that yeah
0: you know well, like I, do I too. mr cleveland sometimes johnny cleveland johnny cleveland i
1: have a i have a story show. for you here in a moment but i i'll, I'll wait for all right a, would you like to hear my quick, th- uh, yeah, I want to hear today? about Johnny Cleveland, uh, you know, Johnny Cleveland that, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> I'm a big Seinfeld guy, right. You know, we've, I've lived over oh, okay. oh, oh, Seinfeld. So the other day I was with my coaching staff, uh, L- leaking Heights. I'm part of the girls basketball coaching staff. We had picture day today, which is fantastic. All our, we got our pictures out there on social media. Check us out. If you uh, follow us along, we're, and we're getting the season started next Wednesday, mm. the day before Thanksgiving. But in talking mm. to my coaching staff um, earlier tonight, we were uh, commenting on how I was at. We had a scrimmage earlier in the week uh, over one of the high schools here in Columbus, and I said something to my my head coach about just just refer to me as Johnny Cleveland. And my other <laughs> coaching staff, my other coaching coaching staff, uh, you know, they follow Seinfeld too, and they we were talking somehow. I ended up being, uh, considered more like George from Seinfeld. And when in the episode of where he, he's referred to as T-Bone. So, so now, so now my nickname is T-Bone. And, uh, so we had some fun, we'll have some fun with that this season, I'm sure. But, um, follow us along the go Hornets and, uh, we're on social media and, uh, I'm, I'm part of the coaching staff. So it'd be great if we get some of our followers and the fanatical elves to, uh, follow us this season we're gonna have a great 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 time so
2: you know Um, the only Seinfeld episode that is never re-aired no there's one really yeah it's the one that involved the uh, Puerto Rican uh, day parade in uh, New York City it aired uh, originally but in it's re uh the many, many re-airs of Seinfeld. It's, it's yeah, never been re-aired. Why? It's What's Seinfeld the reasoning? Fan. I'm a big Seinfeld fan, but but why? Why I is have that... no earthly idea. Nobody knows why. Oh, that's interesting. The mystery we have to unfold the mystery and solve it. I even got the uh, joke on the last show where uh Jerry says about the, the second button is totally useless because uh, that's <laughs> the first lines in the pilot the pilot episode he looks yes. at George and goes you know the second button on a shirt is totally oh i love useless. that oh and that's then fantastic and they when they're in the jail cell that's what he says so. yes oh that's great that's great enough so, about Seinfeld.
1: yeah Seinfeld. So, okay so let's talk cleveland browns um yeah. this has been a thoroughly exhausting um i i'm as a fan i think the, let's just go back i mean the shock of losing nick chubb in week two against these Pittsburgh Steelers that were going to be playing. Well, we, we saw that. We saw <laughs> that. This came out of left field where even the beat writers like Tony Grossi and Mary Kay Cat, I mean, nobody I don't think knew. And I was floored Wednesday morning or whenever the news
2: came out at it eight. It was o'clock. Wednesday morning, right before. Yeah. Uh, right before.
1: Um, so 9 the question Eastern, is, eight the,
2: o'clock Central.
1: The question is, how much of what has transpired building up to this last week where he played how much of that previous injury and this, I was asked this question by some Pittsburgh Steelers fans in a podcast yesterday might have had a bearing on what happened in the game against the Ravens. None. What? None. What
0: kind of question is that?
1: Well, because he had a, he had an injury. That with his right shoulder, correct? It was, correct.
2: Yeah, and he obviously was feeling so, better. Uh, but but know <laughs> uh, this they, is a, a bone fracture, and I think I, I it, okay. when it happened, it was second quarter, second and nine. The play started about at a twelve o four. Yeah, and the Browns were at the fifty yard line. So he you took don't. Off, yeah, he took off, and Patrick Queen nailed him right in the shoulder with his helmet. It wasn't a dirty hit or anything like okay. that. Okay, but he got sandwiched between two defenders. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. And talking to Patrick Queen, he kind of, you know, did this with his sh- shoulder. So, right, uh, right. Yeah. But you but don't think
1: there's any connection to the fact no. that he there's had, no. Okay, because oh, I don't, you mean is it, you
0: mean is it a uh, aggravation of the first yes. injury? Oh yeah, yes. no, I, I would uh, I would support that. You hypothesis. don't think so,
1: Steve? Though, but you do, so. and you you don't think so? See, oh, I, I, do. I do, I do. I can't. can't I, I yeah.
0: Believe, no, no. I, I believe that he was uh, injured and that he never recovered. That he's See, been that's why I'm hurt the from. entire yeah. season. I, yeah, I believe that, and I believe that that made him susceptible to additional injury. I have anticipated yeah. this moment. All season long, (laughs) I have thought that that there's a substantial risk of injury to the quarterback that I've pointed out many times that he has had two ACL surgeries Uh and that he is not a, uh, you know, injury free risk. Right. uh, Or, you know, what am I trying to say? A low risk for injury. Sure. um, As a running quarterback with two ACL, uh, uh, you know, repairs. I mean, come on. Yeah. you have to expect that there's going to be some chance of injury. So you know this should not come as a shock. Um, mm-hmm. You know Nick Chubb has also missed time and he's a running back. This should not be a shock. It's very unfortunate, but yeah. injuries are a part of football. We don't yeah. like to think well, about I just injuries, no, but they're not this is not shocking. This is not surprising. Well, the, shocking, the shocking part,
1: though, is that, I mean, it It was not, again, reported, and then we just found out about it Wednesday morning. It, that,
0: the I shocking mean, part is that yeah. he completed 14 straight passes in the second <laughs> half with a broken bone in his shoulder. That means that he's unbelievably and, tough and, and has a an high incredible high threshold of pain. That's what it means. It means he gave everything he could for the Cleveland Browns, it's just an unbelievable athletic feat. And I'm just really uh, amazed by what he did. That's the shocking part. The fact that he got hurt is not surprising okay. at all. Okay. Steve, did
1: you want to I finish
2: think, your... I, I don't The, the, the previous injury is completely different from what he's got here. Yeah. You know, he's he had a little... Some tendon soreness... Mm-hmm. Strain in that thing, and he had rest. He rested for a week. It got better. He played better. He looked sure. good. And then all of a sudden, you get a fractured bone from a helmet
0: hitting yeah. you
2: in that arm. My only concern is the guy's got to learn to slide. Okay, <laughs> he needs to learn to slide. Quit getting yeah. sandwiched by two defensive players. Right? I mean, he put right. his head down. No. Yeah. Slide. Right. <laughs> he only right. got four yards, so you know if right. you slide, just slide um okay and they weren't gonna they weren't gonna put anyway because did anybody notice that the browns never punted after the first quarter no it was either field goals touchdowns or the half interesting that was it that was it that's i just you know that baltimore win still just amazes me
0: it was amazing oh my so, gosh it was just utterly oh, utterly fantastic it was memorable i have nothing but good things to say about everybody who participated
1: that's part of that's part <laughs> of the reason why i think this is again one of these moments in the brown season like so many others where it's such a high coming off that win and then we get slammed with this news shocking or not shocking. It's just, it's big news and it's going to have a bearing on the remaining part of the season. Um, let's go into this whole, because I was on this podcast with the Steeler, uh, network part of fans first and, um, their questions were pertaining to DTR, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, and PJ Walker. And the fact that PJ Walker had been the backup the last three games dtr had the game he got squad then he didn't play they brought in pj walker so the question what from them was the browns are going to with dtr why do the browns and the organization going with that instead of sticking with pj walker um we in my explanation to them in the podcast i talked a little bit about the fact that you know I, I don't like what they've done the organization especially you know sitting at uh, DTR the first time and then bringing PJ Walker in and now you're going to throw him back to the Wolves again if he has a crappy game are they going to do that again or are they going to really stick with him the the question is uh, why do you think that the Browns are going to DTR in my explanation I basically said he fits a lot of what Deshaun did he has the running capabilities and he had his upside, and the fact that he's younger, and he's you know, that that was probably what they're looking at. So, I want your guys' assessments on that. Steve, why don't we start with you and then go over to, um, Elliot, Mr. Elliot,
2: Mr. Oracle? Um, Steve, Steve, you first. <laughs> well, first, why of do all, you think, yeah, out, yeah, throw out the, the game against Baltimore that DTR started. He okay. found out he started three hours before the game.
1: Oh, and I explained so, that to them. That I agree yeah, with you. Forget yeah. about that.
2: I yeah, agree. his that, that, that athletic yeah. skills mimic Watson. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. Okay. Uh, P.J. Walker is 5'10", about 180-something pounds. So, right. I'll, you know, and they don't really have to change the offense that much with DTR. So, as compared to Deshaun Watson, athletically, they're similar. He uses his feet more um that's what he did at ucla It's still astonishing he made 50 starts at ucla you wow. usually see, don't yeah. see that in a college quarterback no but um yeah that's that's the reason why i they really don't have to change the offense that much
0: okay that's it yeah no okay i okay elliot yeah, No, i agree with everything that steve said i would add that i think that dtr is a vastly superior quarterback to pj Not that there's anything wrong with pj if he had to start it would be fine Mm -hmm. but i think that pj did absolutely nothing to earn a starting job he threw too many interceptions didn't throw enough touchdowns didn't make enough yards didn't hit the open receiver yeah Uh, other than that he was great um but if you look at his performance there was nothing there i don't think that that uh, DTR did anything that would uh, have uh, earned him a demotion given the circumstances of his first start against a team that is a number one defensive unit in the NFL in the toughest division in football. So I don't think that it was uh, a good decision. I think that the Browns should have relied on their own judgment, their confident judgment, That DTR was a better quarterback than Joshua Dobbs, who, it turns out, proved to be a very capable NFL starter. And so if they believe in themselves and they believe that Dorian Thompson-Robinson is actually better than Joshua Dobbs, then there's every reason to start Dorian Thompson-Robinson, There's no reason to give up on him after one bad start under adverse circumstances in his first game against the number one defense in the NFL. That was a panic move. I don't know who was that. Haslam ordered that. I don't know who ordered that. I think that was was just a very strange decision-making process. Now, I do believe, however, in keeping three active quarterbacks at all times The Browns, the one thing that I do fault the Browns for is that they did not buy an insurance policy when they should have. After that Baltimore game, they should have signed somebody to the practice squad because it was clear that Watson is not completely healthy. It was clear to me and uh, should clear to everybody else in the NFL except for the me
1: Let me follow up with that part of that answer that you gave because this – so let's talk about that part with the quarterbacks and finding somebody to uh, bring in. I know there's been, well, different... they're going to bring in a right. bunch
2: of them tomorrow for workout. Yes.
1: Yes. And that's so... what I want. So you want to give me a rundown of who that is. I haven't had an opportunity. I okay. have there's no a lot idea. of, there's a lot of veterans out there too. There's a lot of names. Being well, no, you're not going to get names.
0: Around. You're not going to get guys that are starting quarterbacks in the NFL to uh, be a
2: you're not going to um, get guys on practice string.
0: squads because if you sign what them What about up these for that, guys that put are them sitting on the home. active roster? No, 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 you what are going to get a, No, 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 you have a vacant spot because Watson is going on IR, so you do have an open well, roster spot. So you can it, do that unless
2: they uh unless they uh put Michael Dunn back on the uh, active roster. Yeah. who is now eligible to come off IR?
0: Well, you've you've got plenty week. of people that you could potentially put on IR. I don't think that's a uh, conceptually so difficult. What
1: about some of these guys though that are sitting at home like Nick Foles? Um, any chance that? <laughs> I know you're you're laughing. Okay, I mean, I'm throwing out names because you know names are being thrown out all over social media i so you guys don't don't think that that no, that's
0: nick Fools is not that desperate that he wants a chance to be <laughs> the third string quarterback me, for the what about no. what about
1: the what about the guy that was just released today from the your tennessee uh, titans down there um
2: who was we're right.
1: asking for a trade and it wasn't released. He was asking no for a-
2: no, that's not. That's no, that's no internet trolls. No, no, really. No. Are you Can't kidding I, me? If you're not spending 20 release? million dollars
0: on a quarterback, no, 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 no 20 news, million dollar quarterbacks. No, no, no.
2: Every no, news channel no. and radio show in this city would be going bonkers. Okay, Man, no. that's how I know that's false.
0: No, you're okay. only getting a quarterback <laughs> that can be obtained for one million dollars. That's your okay. limit.
2: Okay. Anyway, anybody who's on an active rod- roster, and is I know, have to pass through Elliott. waivers. And the Browns are yeah. low on the waiver list because they're six and three. So,
1: okay, so we're looking at basically like your guy, you like Garrett Gilbert. Correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You He's talked available. About him.
0: Uh-huh. Hello, available. <laughs> you can't make a trade after the trade deadline. I'm sorry. Right, no, you can't making trades when the trades are banned right. by the NFL. Right, and I think somebody would notice if you started breaking <laughs> NFL rules right in front of God and everybody. Yes. You can't do this well, kind of okay. thing. Okay, so let's no Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Sorry, let's, it's a nice idea. Unless we move. don't have twenty million dollars <laughs> to pay his salary, whatever it is. Well, the, li- the, the list isn't the, the, year. the list on.
2: isn't the greatest in the world. I no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't object to to Gilbert. I mean, you know, you're going to probably get the Josh Rosen's. I mean, he spent mm-hmm. a little time uh, with mm-hmm. the Browns. You're going to get those kind of guys who are going to come in and work out.
0: Okay, and, uh, yeah, you're yeah, not going to get a Joe Flacco. Guy, and thank you word, God that type of person who might sign a contract for a million dollars right. for 10 games exactly. um kyle lawletta who did not play well f- at the usfl level would be available oh. but ah. he knows the playbook um, but that's we're not good, talking about a star right. we're talking about somebody who can come in and be the third string quarterback sure. who is not under contract or yeah. somebody we could get from the somebody's practice squad that would happen by the way, uh next Monday because okay. yeah. they're protected, they're not available until after game day. Monday. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's
1: um, talk about the upcoming game here in a minute. We're we're gonna take a break here on the Fanatical good. Elves and then we'll we're gonna but go we in and I had to, discuss that to get, the get a tweelers. smoke in. So let's let's take a break. This is the Fanatical Elves show. We will be right back. And we are back. <laughs> that was a quick right. three seconds. But for you folks who are listening on our audio, thank you for tuning in again on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. All these platforms have our Fanatical Elves um, show and our podcasting. And we, you just type in Cleveland Browns podcast and we pop up because we are becoming very popular because of these guys here who are bringing it every week with their shows the dog pound south podcast we got the oracle speaks show the brownie x what the elf was that the johnny cleveland podcast we got the browns blitz we got the breakdown the browns um we got everything so we're bringing shows every day of the week and it's because of you guys we're again 30 40 percent above where we were a month ago and that's Those downloads keep increasing our production. We're increasing our production because of of your support. So thanks again. Spread the love. Tell all of your Browns fans and family, especially, you know, it's coming up to Thanksgiving. This would be a great time. Say, hey, you know, there's these new guys.
2: Watching these wild and crazy Browns fans the other day, right? right. You should give them a listen or a watch. And we we have real commercials on our podcast. It's really kind of cool
1: and uh, amazing. <laughs> so, okay, so let's talk about the Squealers because um, yeah. they're they are um, coming to town, and they are six and three like us. And I've heard all of your takes on the Steelers, and for whatever I mean, they're six and three and. There's some things to support that, why they, they could continue to be good. But there's also things in data that supports that they might not hold on to that. Everyone's thinking that they're going to fall apart, or some people are. Not all of everybody here in the room thinks that. But focusing on just this game and with what has happened this week, with the news of Watson and, and prepping, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Browns' defense here in a minute. Uh, I think it's going to be I and mean, everyone is talking about the Browns defense needing to be continue to be that part of the team that really here's the here's the thing though all three parts of the Browns team if you're talking offense defense special teams all need to play well the rest of the season we can't just rely on the defense to carry this team we're going to need to get production out of the offense and we're going to continue to get production out of the special teams so going into this game what are your initial thoughts and um, feelings on on things, um, Steve? You want to go?
2: Well, the amazing thing is Pittsburgh is six and three, and the reason is turnovers. They have the most takeaways of any team. They're a plus ten in uh, turnover ratio, and if they mm-hmm. keep the games close, yeah, Kenny Mitz Pickens is <laughs> uh, is like. Eleven and three in one score games when he's the starter. So there's their form. Hmm. Get turnovers. Um, uh, get takeaways. Keep the game I mean, close. It that's was it. an
1: excellent example, Steve. You know, in week two, that's exactly what happened. I mean, Deshaun exactly Watson what threw a
2: pick six if on the, the Browns first play, in week yeah. two. In yeah. the entire fourth quarter, just ran the ball, and even if they didn't make a first down, punt it. Our defense was playing so well, Pittsburgh would have never won that game. You didn't need to pass the ball. All you had to do was run it. But anyway. Yes. They're not very – the the amazing thing is, you know, they're last in the league in getting in the red zone. They've gotten into the red zone 18 (laughs) times. And usually by this time in the season, the team that has that lowest rate usually has been in the red zone 20 times. So mm. that shows you they really don't get in the red zone that much. Right. And by the way, the Cleveland Browns are number 1 in not allowing teams in the red zone. How so, how Oh, wow. Okay. So That's a Now you yeah. had shared some other stats
1: earlier off air. Mm-hmm. The oh, one there. that got me there was the one about the turnovers <laughs> in the red zone that the Steelers have created. Oh yeah, they're number 1 in the league in getting turnovers See, that's in huge. the red zone.
2: That's how they ended their last two games. Mm. Thursday night against Tennessee, Will Levitt throws a interception in the end mm. zone. Last week yeah. against the Packers, Jordan Love throws a interception in the end zone. Yeah. So, you know, you just gotta you gotta control the ball. Don't have any turnovers, Browns. Keep doing what you're doing uh in time of possession. I think they're still second in time of possession. The Browns mm. are. Yes. And you know
1: that drive right. get, get a lead that, on them. And was that I'm trying to think which game was it that they, um, was it last week's game against the Ravens where they had the ball for
2: like ten minutes, in one drive? Yeah. was that they only the third had three drives in the second half? A twelve wow. play, yeah. a, a, a seventeen play drive, and a twelve play drive. And they had the pick six too from Greg Newsom. Yeah, helped. and they had the pick six. Yeah, and yeah. Like L- I was L- saying L- before, yeah. you know, last week against the Ravens, they never punted past the first quarter, the Browns. Mm, mm. It was all field goals and touchdowns mm. and the half.
1: Yeah. Great, if they great, do stuff that, there. great stuff. If they can do the only... that.
2: They'll mm-hmm. win the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Elliot. Yeah, I, I wanted to say a couple things. One, about lousy stats. Remember, of course, that the Pittsburgh Steelers play in the AFC North. And so – I think that actually the Steelers are much better than their stats would indicate.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, And that's why they're able to be successful. They, you know, we're everybody, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, you're beating up on each other. Yes. And that's the only reason why everybody isn't, you know, like eight and two or something. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that the Steelers are very, very good, and I think that their defense is very good. I don't know that I believe in their offense that much.
2: Oh, their mm-hmm. offense
0: is too but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that, that, that the, the Browns' defense is really all that mm-hmm. and that it will be hard for the Steelers to move the ball against Cleveland. And as long as you have a premier defense, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be possible for the Browns to hang hang in that game. Um, I'll I'll say this, you know, for people that are so depressed that we lost Deshaun Watson, who suddenly has become a Hall of Fame quarterback after being the worst quarterback in the league for the first half of the season. But now that he's injured, he's a Hall of Famer. All right, the the point spread. Well, he's
2: been coming around.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I mean, people are so depressed that they've lost their first string quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer now. In, in people's minds, and we cannot win without him. <laughs> well, we're about to it's win a our devastating loss. Years, so
2: it's you know people
0: have have lost their minds because Deshaun Watson is on IR, and it is a serious loss. But yes. I want to look at it this way: if you believe the odds makers, and I tend to believe on believe them most of the time, mm-hmm. the point spread is changed. What by, is it by right three now? Three points. Okay. The Browns are favored by one. Really, still. The Browns are favored by yeah. one. It's okay. been three points. Yep. And look at it this way. What if we were playing the game? What if there was Deshaun Watson still on the team and Chris Boswell kicks a field goal? And now the Steelers have three points. Would we start crying, oh, my God, Chris Boswell has picked a field goal. They've got three points. We can't win. We can't win. It's <laughs> three points by Chris Boswell, three points. We're gonna lose for sure. The Oracle is quite entertaining tonight. Well, yes, I'm just I'm just playing out the emotions yeah. of the Cleveland fan oh, base. It's just as stupid. It's kind of like Elliot, it's kind of like because we lost but, the starting quarterback, <laughs> even though we've got a backup quarterback who can come in, and according yes. to the smartest people who set the point spreads, it's, it's worth fixed. about three points. It's worth one. Chris Boswell. Have you seen?
1: But have you? It's funny you the way that you describe that. It's like those (laughs) commercials now in college sports on on Saturdays they have that Dr Pepper commercial, which is fantastic. They show all the Fansville, and they show all the extreme emotion. And the guy, you know, who's the former what is it, Chris Bos or Boswell Bosworth (laughs) Bosworth says he's in the back. He says. Guys, it was only the first play of the game. You know, like the guys are torching their. You know, is it Brian it's, Bosworth is that Brian is?
0: Bosworth? Brian Did Bosworth. Yep. Yes. So
1: Bosworth. let me let me ask you some. I want to read a quote to you guys. I want your your take on this because we're talking about the Browns' defense, and I read this earlier today, and I was really um, as a Browns fan and following this team and talking about this defense this season with Jim Schwartz as the Coordinator, I just thought this was a really interesting quote that he was, uh, and maybe you've seen this today already. But it was this is reported by Cameron Justice, who's a reporter, I think, for Channel 5 up in Cleveland. But she said, uh, Jim Schwartz said his defense took a huge step in the last drive of the Ravens game, learning from some disappointing moments down the stretch of the Seahawks game. Quote saying, you could feel it. You could feel it down in your soul. Those guys had a tenacity I haven't seen before. And for me as a Browns fan and I in hearing that from the coach who works with players every day in the trenches and sees this and it, me as a coach and you guys have maybe coached and stuff. I mean, I, I took that very interestingly because I really believe that. And I think it's a really good thing as you look at this Browns team that they're really starting to click and, you know, thinking about all the conversations we've had on this network going back to this summer. And I remember, you know, all of us talking about it and Joel K the left guard who's, you know, been in the trenches and played, he's talked about, you know, getting to that point where then the defense is, you know, communicating and, and gelling. And that's really what we're seeing and get a quote from Jim to say that. I just thought that was really telling. And I wanted your take about just that and and this defense.
0: Elliot. Yeah. I think what Jim is saying in the politest terms is that after the, the uh, helmet ball uh, (laughs) interception in Seattle, (laughs) that he felt that his defense kind of sagged and played at a lower level than they could have that that game was actually winnable, even though the Browns were playing at a disadvantage on defense that they could have shut them down and still won the game, but that the, they had a letdown on defense. Yes. It was a bad break that, you know, the ball bounced off the helmet of the Seattle player and, um,
1: but they, had, they, had him, mean, they had him stopped at the 40-yard. I mean, they still that, had to yeah, do something, yeah.
0: There was still the opportunity for a big play on defense to save the day, and they could have won that game, mm-hmm. but instead, you know, they, they made it look like that, you know, Seattle came alive offensively mm-hmm. and was able to take the ball down and score. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really they only needed a, a field goal in order to send it to overtime, but instead they – Allowed Seattle to get a touchdown and actually win it outright. Yeah. So I think what what um, I think that that disappointed Jim Schwartz. He didn't say that, but I'm kind of reading between the lines. Yeah. And this time, however, he felt that even though there was a bad break and we had a remember we had that uh, uh, fumble on special teams and it looked like oh, okay now's mm-hmm. the time for the Browns defense to fold. And Pittsburgh is or not Pittsburgh, Baltimore's gonna go in for the touchdown and score yeah. and knock us out. That didn't happen this time. This time well, they did the they defense, did score. Yeah, but the, yeah. this time the 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 Browns defense uh you know held them to a field goal. No, I mean, no, they, no, no, no. They scored no, a touchdown. No, no, they scored
1: a touchdown. They scored a touchdown.
0: They scored, Wait, touchdown. They scored a- Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they scored a touchdown, but but yeah. they were but but they had to go against the refs too. Where they, I think they threw three holding calls against the Browns defense okay. to make well, sure um, that the Ravens
0: scored the touchdown. Okay. All right. But, well, so my story isn't quite quite factually correct, but I do believe that the defense uh, never let down, and that no, you know, as no. the game progressed, they continued to fight back, and eventually the Browns won the game. But I, 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 yeah. think I felt that the, the Browns' defense responded to adversity in this mm-hmm. game in a way that they didn't quite respond in Seattle. That's kind of I what agree. I'm yeah. reading between Here, I'll give lines. you an example. Yeah. Steve, I'll yeah. give you an
2: example. After they get the uh, – which still astonishing that in the fourth quarter, the Browns um, had a punt return, fumbled, had a interception negated by a defensive penalty – and missed an extra point and still won. But anyway, that should make all Browns feel happy. After um, after they scored and uh, after they got the, the pick six, Baltimore comes back out, two sacks, mm-hmm. one and a half by Garrett. So it's third and long, and here all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson gets away from Zadarius Smith, and he's running down the sideline, and all of a sudden, Miles Garrett nails him out of bounds before he gets to the first down marker. Now, when I saw Lamar Jackson take off, I went, uh-oh, here we go again. Lamar Jackson's going to run right. for a first down. But Garrett came from the other side of the field and threw his body at him. Remember how he tackled yes. him? He's laying on the sideline. I looked at that, and I went, that's it. And you know yeah. something? Lamar never saw the field again. Brown's yeah. got the ball. Yeah. He can go back and go clock. poop. He can go poop in his pants next time. You know, he just—that's just yeah, probably he, what he, he could have done. gone to the bathroom and not even come back out. It would have been fine. They didn't need it. So, so, so let anyways, me anyway. Ask- that's, yeah. that's that's what that's what Jim Schwartz was. I heard the whole press yeah. conference with Jim yeah. Schwartz. That's yeah. what he's talking about. And he even mentioned that play that Miles mm. Garrett. Sure, the sacks are great, but Miles Garrett showed that even that was an important play. Because how many mm-hmm. times have we seen Lamar Jackson run down the field and get the first down? Yeah. And he just threw his body in. So yeah. yeah, yeah. That I like. That, that. shows you that yeah. yeah. They they have me, a new attitude. Let me ask you this then. Okay,
1: with this new attitude that the Browns have going forward, and they're going to play Pittsburgh. So let me get your uh, assessments, your takes on. And I know I heard the Oracle speaks earlier. You talked about the AFC North, and we. Talk, let's talk about the ABC North and, and the playoffs because right now the Browns it's still very early in the year, it's there's nine game playoffs. games. Jeez, playoffs. Oh, Jimmy. You're scaring the death out of me here, Oracle. I almost jumped out of my seat. <laughs> um, so it's six and three. Um, do the Browns just wait for the question here? <laughs> do the Browns have still a good shot at the playoffs? What do they need to do? And how do they stack up against the rest Win. of the AFC North? <laughs> uh, let's start with you, Steve.
2: Uh, well, the good news is...
1: Man, you shattered six... my eardrums there, Elliot. <laughs> Man, Jesus. Okay.
2: God. The good okay. news is there's six and three. Yes. So if they go four and four, they have 10 wins. Mm-hmm. But the amazing thing, depending on what happens tonight and what happens Sunday, yeah, come Monday morning they could be the leader of the AFC North. They could be in Mm -hmm. first place. Mm -hmm. So that's, that amazes me that. And plus let's see um, Cincinnati has the hardest schedule remaining. Baltimore has the number two hardest schedule. Pittsburgh has the number nine hardest schedule. The Browns have the 24th hardest schedule remaining. Mm. Okay. So that bodes well. I mean, they still got Uh, the Bears on their schedule uh, Personally I don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming back this year He says he is eh, I don't yeah. believe it uh, The toughest two games I see are At Denver and at Houston uh, I would Houston agree with you playing yes, Out of their both. mind right now No one wants to so, like,
1: Those two games at the beginning Of the season We all were probably thinking Those are two locked wins And I'm going not now, folks. That is no. a hard place to win a game in Denver, and then yep. to go back to Houston, knowing you don't have Watson. CJ Stroud, Stroud out of his mind. Yeah, and I don't see that. You know, he's a young kid, and I, you know, young kids. I mean, they'll they'll make mistakes, but at the moment, I don't see him slowing down. Uh,
0: Elliot. Yeah, no, I think I think that's exactly right. I mean, the the idea that you would panic in a season in which you are six and three mm-hmm. does not make any sense. That doesn't compute for me. The mm-hmm. fact that you're facing adversity during the football season, what football season does not have adversity. I how mean, many, how on. many
2: adversities have they faced already?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to be sure the two, well, I think Nick Chubb is really the heart and soul of the team. Uh, But the, you know, let's, Face it, the MVP of this football team. On offense, uh, it's Amari Cooper. On yep. defense, it's Miles Garrett. Yep. So uh, I yep. don't really think that, uh, you know, I, I don't have that uh, huge of an opinion of um, the contribution at the quarterback position. I think that Dorian Thompson Robinson, we need to give him a chance and see what we've got. Yeah, it's not. Right. I I'm not confident that we can project. Oh yeah, the Browns are going to make the playoffs for sure. Man, I can see him winning all kinds. Yeah, of, we don't yeah. know what's going to happen. We just really don't know. Let's no. let them play football <laughs> and find out. That's why they play the games. Yes. So I I have no idea what's going to happen in this season, but I'm yeah. I'm you know optimistic that there could be some good football to be played. Yes. I don't see any reason to think that Dorian Thompson-Robinson is doomed to be a terrible quarterback. No. Everything that we know about him suggests that he should be a great fit to how the do offense think, that the Browns yeah. have.
1: How do you, I mean, I know we already kind of touched on this, but how do you see... Last question before, before I want to talk a little bit about Jim Donovan uh, before we leave tonight. Um, the... Uh, how do you see the Browns coaching or Stefanski or steady Eddie? Like we, we talked about how DTR is similar to him. What do you expect to see Sunday? Maybe let's say specifically with no, I mean, with DTR, are they going to, you know, what do you think Stefanski's mindset is in, and, and how do you foresee him using him? What kind of plays are we going to see, uh, I mean, I don't see DTR throwing bombs right away, but maybe I maybe Stefanski trusts him. I just wanted your your takes on
2: that, Steve. You want to go? Uh, um, how do you see look that at happen? the uh, second half of the Baltimore game? Okay, uh, Steady Eddie, <laughs> which uh, this team has been through a lot this year, and I yes. think his steadiness is what's keeping this team together right now. Sure. But when they came out at halftime, uh, Kevin Stefanski start, decided, well, let's just beat the crap out of Baltimore's defense. And that's what they did. Uh, three drives, like I said, 12 play, 17 play, 12 play. Yeah. I mean, you know, just just beat the crap out of the Pittsburgh defense. Okay. That, that's your yeah. game plan. And don't yeah. turn the ball over.
1: No. No. Um, Elliot, any – take on that? What do you, how do you see them using DTR? Like, will he be running Mm -hmm. around the field? Will they design runs for him where he'll, you know? Yeah, I think that that they will. I
0: think that this is a classic um, Stefanski offense problem. He's very comfortable with a run first offense. That's what they need. They do not want him to be throwing around, you know, bombs all the time. They do not want improvisational football. From the quarterback position, so they would like good decision uh, making. They yeah, they would like to run. I think we'll see the three tight end offense um, or formation, I should say. Yeah, a lot of Nick Harris in
2: the backfield.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think they'll yes they'll they'll run Nick Harris. I think they'll run right at TJ Watt. I think they want to know where TJ is going to be. You know, if they if you run away from TJ Watt, the problem is is that he's going to be in the play anyway. So why don't you run right at him, uh, and then hopefully nobody else will show up as an uninvited guest on the play. (laughs) Yeah. And if it's only TJ Watt, then maybe you've got a chance to make uh, three or four yards and get some first downs. So that's what I think. I think they'll run run, uh, heavy, and they'll let DTR run some um, RPOs. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think that they'll throw it to the tight ends. I also mm. think that this might be a case in which uh, we may see Cedric Tillman get some receptions, mm. and I'm looking at good point. Remember Baker Mayfield started to immediately connect with Rashard Higgins, and good. the reason yeah. was because they were both on the number twos, yeah. And yep. they had a million reps together in practice, well, I think that uh, that uh, DTR. Cedric Tillman have gotten yeah. to know each other pretty well as backups, and they probably have a pretty good rapport. Yeah, which has not existed wow. between Tillman high school and teammates. Watson. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think you're going to see. Uh, maybe what about a Austin? Is Cohen. Austin
1: Watkins still on the active roster? Austin Watkins, remember they brought him up last week, a wide receiver.
0: I don't know that he he
2: got any. He's uh, probably back on the practice time. squad. Okay. Anyway, he, hey, he's your number yeah. five or number six wide yeah. receiver. He's not going to get on the field that much. One other thing just still remember this the Browns are still the number two rushing offense in the NFL, yes, even after are. losing yeah. Nick Chubb. And the Steelers give up 4.5 yards a carry. Nice. Okay. So
1: let's, let's, um, run I want to give a shout out to Jim Donovan. Uh, Jim Donovan is a great guy. We, I mean, Cleveland loves Jim Donovan, and Jim Donovan is the gr- best voice of Cleveland Browns football in recent years. He is uh, coming back after um, being sidelined for a while. He's been, re- uh, I think, he's got some uh, cancer. Uh, is it leukemia? It was um, leukemia.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and
1: he's in. Uh, he's been doing second bout. Uh, second bout of it. So he's coming back. And just wanted your thoughts on Jim. Uh, I mean, I've listened to him for years, like both of you and I will oftentimes search um, after games or during the game. If I can, you know, listen to it. And, you know, if I missed the call, if I watched it on TV, I want to hear what Jim's had to say on certain plays. You know, they've been replaying some of these old plays and clips like the Josh Cribs run back against Pittsburgh Um in a game, uh, I don't know what year that was, but where he, the ball kind of got away from him and then he got it and then he was able to maneuver and make a, a wonderful 90 yard or, you know, run. 99 hunt. yard. Yeah, it's just fantastic. So just wanted your your thoughts about Jim before we leave tonight. Uh, Steve, you want to go first and then Elliot, you can go second.
2: Uh, well, the last couple of years, I've I've worked out my, uh, my uh, watching the games at home problem that i don't have to pay for but uh <laughs> three or four years ago if i couldn't get the feed i would just go over to the cleveland browns website and click the radio link and i just listen to it in my office through my laptop so yes. yeah uh, yeah he is brutally honest uh most yes. uh most announcers are fanboys of the team because they get their check from the team yes. but jim donovan you know he'll tell it like it is i mean yeah if, if it doesn't work he'll go why the heck they try that i mean you yeah. know so that's what you gotta love about him
1: yeah yeah well we're excited i'm excited to hear him again uh elliot
0: well you know i i too am a cancer survivor uh, okay i will add personal testimony that cancer really sucks and uh jim i'm um just so glad to see you back doing what you love. And, uh, I'm just, um, rooting for you all the time. And so, yeah. so, so happy to see you back at work. It's just yeah. outstanding. All it takes is just uh, one, one uh, bout with cancer and all of a sudden point spreads and stuff like that just aren't quite as important as they used to be. And sports yeah. is a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. And, every well, moment is more enjoyable
1: well we appreciate you being part of this group and uh both of you it's it's, it's been fun uh following and talking about the browns and getting somebody jim brown uh, jim donovan back in the radio booth is is uh really good for the heart of browns fans uh you know we've we've listened to him for years and so you know him going through what he's been going through health-wise it's it's just a reminder like you said elliot about you know what life is it's very um it's very special and so um guys thanks again for being part of our show and uh we got look we got some more shows coming up this week i think we got another oracle speak show coming up tomorrow we've got the browns blitz with rod and we've got another what the elf i just found out with uh, uh the, the left guard we'll be bringing that up i've got my Johnny show. Um, so there's still lots to show. so please tune in to us, listen to us, follow us on YouTube, uh, watch us on the X, uh, spread the love, tell folks again about us. We're coming up to Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. We probably will not be doing a Fanatical Elves show on Thursday. We might do it another day, but you know, with family and Thanksgiving, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted. Um, everybody have a great rest of your evening. Go Browns and take care and Let's beat those damn Steelers.
0: Oh Browns. Let's have yeah. the let's have the the um Ratbirds lose a game tonight. Wouldn't that be cool?
1: That'd be great. I'm gonna go turn that on <laughs> right now.
0: Yeah, I kind of think that Cincinnati <laughs> is underrated and Baltimore still a tad overrated. Just my yeah, suspicion. I agree.
1: I heard you mm-hmm. I heard you talked about that earlier. Yeah, all right, I've guys.
0: Got, I bet three dollars on Cincinnati tonight.